are you? The same. <laughs> my my work has been um, plagued by COVID diagnoses recently, mm, but so. not you. Not me. You're doing good. I'm doing good. You're surviving. I'm healthy. I'm. I I wear a mask uh, mm-hmm. at the window at work, and also I am fully vaccinated and up to date on all my boosters. So um, a plus for me. That's all that we can hope for. Yeah. That's all that you can. You staying can healthy, staying good, keeping everybody else safe. You know. Mm-hmm. The, ah, she's a the hero. literal, the literal like minimum that I could do. <laughs> The bare minimum, keep a mask on and stay boosted. But for the number of people who can't seem to do it, it's not so minimal after all. Granted, the bar is on the floor, but... The bar is so far underground, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, How's your week, man? Um, You know, I am just trying to emotionally and financially recover from Black Friday still. Yeah, that's good. Because, you know, when, when... all you do is write about Black Friday for like what's supposed to be just the day and ends up being like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need a little more recovery time. <laughs> uh, Mama booked a 30th birthday vacation and also another vacation for later in the year. So mm-hmm. I just had to pay off that credit card today. And um, I should not be allowed to have a credit card anymore. So guess what I did on Black Friday? Literally zero shopping. It's handmade for the holidays this year Mm -hmm. uh, because Mm -hmm. I do not have any money to purchase things. So that is... You've got to treat yourself. And also whatever block of ice you plan on putting your credit card in in the freezer, please make room for mine. Yeah, 2023 is going to be the year of I'm going to treat myself. Yes, as you deserve. It's what you I'm using deserve. every vacation day this year. I'm using every sick day this year. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Mental health days Catch count you. as sick days, y'all. Me at work? Never heard of it. No. Um, I don't know her. I yeah. don't know that she works here. No. I've done too much. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who knows me in real life will know that shit has been going down. So guess what? <laughs> Do I care anymore? No, zero. Less than zero. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're covering a topic today that um is one of those ones that like I saw like the I saw the topic and I saw some of the pop culture that was inspired by this topic and I was like, cool, add it to the list. And it's mm-hmm. one of those ones that like you start doing the research and you just dive into this rabbit hole of like, oh my god, I didn't know how deep this went. So this is a very interesting case. Are I'm you very excited. super excited? I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very intrigued. I've never heard of this before. But also for those who have never heard of us before. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> um, how dare you, first of all? <laughs> first of all, how dare you? How dare you um, pop in on episode 271 <laughs> and not know who we are? <laughs> um, I barely know who we are. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, this is crime culture. Hey. That's Haley. Yep. Putting the hay in Haley. And I'm Caitlin. Putting the K in Caitlin. (laughs) All right. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, there's another K in this episode. It is Ricky Casso. Hell yeah. Yeah. Great transition. Love you. 10 out of 10. Great transition. I'm going to say he looks like somebody that we know from college years. And I will send you a photo so that you can agree. But um, yes, this this is a gentleman that... um, did some shitty stuff. 
Ah, we hate that. We do. Men but doing shitty stuff. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Um, so Ricky Casso was the son of a local high school history teacher and football coach at the affluent Cold Spring Harbor High School in Northport, New York on Long Island. I've heard of it. Yes. I don't know how. I don't know how, but well, I do. I know. I know those places. There's a town like near-ish to me called Cold Spring in New York. Like, Oh, maybe that's it. <laughs> we would quote unquote call it upstate New York. It's because it is farther north than New Jersey, but it is yeah. not upstate. It is just no. above New York City. Um, but this is Cold Spring Harbor High School in Northport on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he is the oldest and he has three younger sisters. And until his early years, Casso looked like he was just a great young man with a future. His kid, his parents said he was like a great kid and like he was he was uh, really good at school. He would wake up early and play football with his friends and his dad. Um, his father even said in an interview with the Daily News that growing up, Casso was, quote, a model child and a young athlete. End quote. Okay. But sometime around the sixth grade, a rebellious streak emerged, as it usually does. And Castle was actually often thrown out of his house as a young teen and lived on the streets of suburban Northport, usually sleeping in the local woods or in the garages, cars, backyards and floors of friends. Oh, Um, my. And also, like, I don't care how old your kid is. I don't care how bad they are. You don't let them sleep in the woods near your house. That's fucked up. Don't kick them out. That's so fucked up. That's yeah. your kid. You're responsible for them. Like, no, absolutely the fuck not. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Um, one acquaintance remembers, um, um, she references um, a year prior to the murder, which is the crime in question we're going to be talking about soon, that mm-hmm. Caso had been arrested for digging in a local um, colonial era grave. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's referencing this in this quote, um, quote, on the night before he had to go to court for digging up the grave, he stayed here in the morning. He went home and his father wouldn't let him take a shower or eat, wouldn't even let him in the house. After court, he left him off uh, in front of the Midway store. Ricky mm-hmm. asked for a quarter. He wanted a bagel. His father said no. So Ricky kicked the door of his father's red Corvette denting it. <gasps> His father left and came back half an hour later, gave him $2 and told him never to call the house, talk to his mother or sisters again. He never wanted to see him again. Oh, my God. How old was he one more time? Just to just at this point, like 16, 17. Yeah. Maybe 17. Yeah. Like that's no. Yeah, that's pretty Your kid's up. a teenager. No, fuck no. Yeah, I was reading some comments. Like, if you go on, like, YouTube videos about, like, Ricky Casso, you'll see a bunch of people commenting, like, I was growing up in Northport around this time, or I knew him. His family life was pretty fucked up. Like, his dad was, like, um, pretty hard about him ever since, like, he decided he didn't want to play football anymore. It was, like, a whole thing. So I don't think his family life was that great. No, it doesn't sound like it. But now, does you, this excuse acting like a shitty person? No. No. But if you look up a lot of the articles about Ricky Casso, you'll just see articles regarding, obviously, the crime that happened. But you mm-hmm. don't see what led up to that, really. Yeah. Um, And I think that's also kind of important. Like, obviously, like, what he did is horrible. We're going to get into how horrible it was. But I think people are trying, like, spoiler alert, this is um a big impetus for the satanic panic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of people were like, oh, these Satan worshipers and like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So they're trying to just pin it all on like Satan and not like 
this kid was given like a shitty lot in life. Yeah. So maybe that had something to do with it. You would think. Yeah. But no. Um, but less than a month after his arrest for the crime, Casso contracted pneumonia and was treated at Long Island Jewish Hospital. During his hospital stay, his parents tried to convince the doctors to commit him for involuntary psychiatric care. However, the conclusion of the psychiatrists that were there was that Casso exhibited antisocial behavior, but that was neither psychotic nor violent uh, danger. And Casso was released upon recovering with his pneumonia. And this is going to be important later, that he was not diagnosed as a danger to himself or others. Okay. Spoiler alert. He becomes a danger. Um, but one of the friends that Castle would turn to in his times of trouble and getting kicked out of his house was Jimmy Triano. Triano, sometimes nicknamed Drac, like Dracula. Okay. Um, uh, was, yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of those like cringy-ish names. But um, he was, uh, Triano was adopted from an orphanage at, at the age of four. And oh. by high school, he was repeatedly arrested for burglary. A classmate recalled, quote, Jimmy was the kind of kid, the kind of wild, always doing strange things. When he was seven, he took the hook on a swing set, you know, the chain that hooks into the seat. Yeah. He took it into his mouth at the top of the A-frame and jumped off. It, <gasps> yeah. It oh gave him God. a big scar on his face. Oh at the my ninth God. Grade, How old was he? This is uh, seven. Oh, my God. Seven. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh. The student goes on to quote, at the ninth grade dance, they played Monster Mash for him because he had so many scars on his face. Oh, my God. That's pretty fucked up. That's really fucked up. Yeah. Um, so he, Triano had met Casso in junior high and the two turned away from classes and football, pra football practice and began to dabble in drugs. And mm. <laughs> we're going to get into that because it's a huge thing. <laughs> Another of Casso's friends, or maybe rather just a drug buddy, I don't know how close they were, was Gary Lawers. Uh, he was nicknamed Fuzzy Legs. Me too, kid. That's what they called <laughs> yeah, me right? in high school. <laughs> yeah, to be completely honest. They can call me now. <laughs> yeah, right? Hey, it's winter. I'm, I'm exactly, stocking up. Exactly. Uh, but uh, Lawers was said to be funny in a dopey way. Me and too, he, kid. Just <laughs> he was said to have a talent for trouble, but his future could have gone in either direction. Like he was kind of on the fence. He could have turned out to be a really good a good kid, or he could have like went on with the the bad kids. But all right, here we go. So a classmate said, "Quote: Gary was the type of guy everybody liked because he wasn't selfish. I remember he got twenty five hits of acid and he just gave them out." End quote. Where yeah. do you get twenty five hits of acid? I'm sorry. Uh, this is... They didn't have the dark web. I believe this is in the 90s. Yeah, they Long didn't Island. have the dark web. Yeah, but it's suburban Long Island. You can find drugs in the early 90s, late 90s. Really? Yes. Tell, yes. Me, tell me you grew up sheltered without telling me. You grew up sheltered. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the lawyer who represented Lawers twice in juvenile court told a reporter, quote, he wasn't really bad. He was just acting out, end quote, which I believe could be said probably about any of these kids. But I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, I believe anyone under the age of 20 is probably just acting out. Yeah. Um, but Casso had much more of a violent streak, especially when it came to drugs. 
he was very into the drug scene. His nickname would actually become the Acid King. Oh, yes. That's and not the, a nickname you want. Well, that's the, not a nickname I want. <laughs> exactly. And this this nickname is going to come up a couple of times. But a classmate said, quote, Ricky would take 10 hits of mescaline a night. He would take three. Then 10 minutes later, he'd take another three. And two hours later, he'd take four more. He figured it out in his mind how to take the most without ODing. Ricky was the acid king. Oh, quote. no. Uh, Ricky. Yeah, not great. Not great. For um, those who don't know, you shouldn't take a lot of acid. That's, that's it basically melts your brain. Like, yeah. you don't do that. But, you yeah. know, at the same time, like, and I am completely not familiar with Ricky Casso and his case. So I don't really know where we're going with this. I'll mm-hmm. be quite honest. But you know what? Maybe that's why you should be a parent to your kid and not kick them out. Yeah, and maybe he'd been taking so much acid that his brain literally fucking melted, but whatever. And and again, not okay. No, it's not okay. Whatever Obviously he, not Whatever okay. it is that he did, not okay. However, maybe but if you his mix- life had gone differently and his parents actually gave a shit. Yeah, whenever you mix drugs and like a young growing brain, I'm like, you really? Don't like do it. it's 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 a surprise that something bad happened here. No, like really? Like just just no. Yeah. Bad news bears. Um, but he would mainly take weed, hashish, uh, LSD, mm. PCP, and these things called purple micro dots that he believes was mescaline, but in actuality was probably just low grade LSD. Oh, okay. It, I thought you were going to be like, it's like purple drink, but no, they were these solidified little, like, dots. Yes, of but things. that's what I yeah. mean. Like, you know, like they, I don't know, they can make anything out of anything these days. Uh, drugs you can have weed gummy bears like anything can be made i mean now you can get so much more like especially like weed since it's legal in most places you can get like very pure uh stuff but like they were getting like yeah they were getting like street grade stuff so it was probably just like scrounged about and oversold to be completely honest yeah well i mean Um, even when i was in college the stuff that you'd get not that i would get it but i saw friends and this truly, like, this is not a, like, I truly did not partake at this time, but I saw friends who would, they would get weed from whoever or whatever. And sometimes it would work out fine. And sometimes, like, they'd think that every single person trying to help them when they were having a really bad trip was a dementor trying to kill them and suck their soul out. So, like. Yeah, like, it it, it became hit or miss, especially with the advent of, like, fentanyl. Yeah. Um, and, like, being laced with different things. Like, not that's a not great, great time. Yeah. Uh, but this was. During Ricky's time, this was also a time where you would buy something really not truly knowing what mm. it was um, and just take it because why not? Yeah. Because um, what else but, was there to do? And you don't have a parent telling you, hey, exactly. Let's talk about this. Let's not do this. Um, so he tended to consume all of the drugs that he bought. But on occasion, he did deal drugs in Northport as well. On at least one occasion, Ricky's parents admitted him to the South Oak Psychiatric Hospital, formerly known as the Amityville Asylum in Amityville, New York. And that will ring a bell to anyone who has listened mm-hmm. to this podcast or has an interest in true crime at all. Mm-hmm. Amityville Horror House. Mm-hmm. Um, but they admitted him there for drug rehabilitation and psychiatric care. Classmates and acquaintances mostly saw him as a burnout. A female student was quoted in the Rolling Stone article. This is where I'm getting a lot of these quotes. Um, Also, I will bring up that the Rolling Stone article that came out during this time uh, would reference people that they were quoting, not always by their name, but like burnout number one or like 
Wait, I'm going to bring up the article just so I can see it because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like the way that they refer to some of these people, which was like weird. Soft hearted well, sure girl. Some of, this, some of this also, I'm sure, is to do with like anonymity, especially with kids. Yeah, because they're under the age of 18 yeah. or whatever. Um, but they reference people. Let me just quote some of the names that they just, bring up. Just so people don't know. The, Boy don't at know. Wake. Boy at Wake. I love Prepster it. Prepster Girl, age 17. Teen Dusthead. Because I'm just a teenage Girl. dust head, baby. Well, guess what? That song's going to come up. Oh, so. no. Soft-hearted no. girl. Um, oh, Sorry, I'm just going through some of no, these names because they're funny. please. I feel like we should tag ourselves. <laughs> Stoned Paul Bearer. Stoned Paul Bearer. Oh, yep, wow. That's who I want to be quoted oh, wow. as. All right. Well, I mean, if I die first, you are more than welcome to be. Peacenik girl, teen dusthead too. Peacenik, what's peacenik? Is that like beatnik meets like hippie? a hip, like a hippie or like a hippie girl? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm tagging myself as peacenik girl tentatively for now. I want to be stoned, Paul Bear. Yes, I know, I know. We got you down. Don't worry. We got that's you. That's like the really these good are the best ones. ones. These are the these are the ones that you want to be. Kings Park rapping boy. All right, all right. Yeah, this uh, this article's hilarious. Stock He's- boy fearful boy me too yeah uh it was originally published in the rolling stone in november 1984 so okay that's that um but anyway so one of these people that they quoted in this article mm-hmm. um was a girl and she said hold on I, I what sk- did she say i fucking skipped past it i know i was trying I was oh trying yeah to here we go time. <laughs> <laughs> a female student quoted in the Rolling Stone article said, quote, I think Ricky stopped living in eighth grade, end quote. Wow. Which I think is really, like, sad. Really sad, but also just, like, what a prolific thing to say. Like, sometimes, you know, like, people think that kids are so stupid. And then you hear them say things like that. And it's like, yeah. yeah. Another student, Mark Fisher, recounted, quote, I've known Ricky since sixth grade. First time he tripped in seventh grade in art class He'd drawn a dragon on the board and said it started to move. First Aww. time Ricky got in trouble was the eighth grade. He stole a container of high C from the church. Kind of ironic, he ends up worshiping Satan and starts by stealing from a church. But also, quote. but also, I'm sorry, he didn't get in trouble for getting high in class and saying that the dragon if, was moving. I don't know if he was, if that was known by everybody at that time. All right, that's true. Teachers can be clueless. Yeah. And I'm and I'm saying that again from a personal not a personal personal experience, but from having seen some stuff that kids got away with when I was in school. Yeah. 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 But as a result of his involvement in the drug scene, Castle also got in with some members of a loosely organized group of friends who sold weed and referred to themselves as the quote Knights of the Black Circle, end quote. Sounds uh-huh. fun. And it sounds somewhat, I don't know why, but like familiar. Yeah. Like it, it, what did they call, what was the name of the, um, what was the name of the D and D group in Stranger Things, Hale? The Hellfire Club? The Hellfire Club. And then this was. Knights of the Black Circle. I don't know. It gives me that vibe. It is kind of that vibe. It gives me that vibe. But after the crime that we're going to obviously be getting into, mm. several media outlets incorrectly reported that, that the Knights were a satanic cult. Oh, of course. Because, again, yeah. satanic panic. Of course. Separate from the Knights, Casso allegedly participated in occult ceremonies, mostly in Northport, and cele- 
celebrated Walpurgis Night at the infamous Amityville Horror House in 1984. Uh, mm. Besides Halloween, Walpurgis Night is the, one of the most important satanic holidays. Uh, it's in May. Okay. Um, Casso also expressed to friends an interest in Anton LaVey's book, The Satanic Bible. We've talked Again, about this in our that, in our satanic exactly and that does not make you a bad person nope if you are interested in that um what is going to happen makes you a bad person yep what you <laughs> for committing what, a crime doing something shitty and using any type of religious beliefs yeah to to justify to yourself just, yes yeah. that is what makes you a shitty, a shitty person. person it yeah. does not matter what you believe as long as you are not hurting others exactly. or yourself and i believe that when we had an episode about um the satanic church um one of the tenets of the church of satan is you do not hurt mm-hmm. other people yep they're, so, they're yes they are more hardcore on that than the catholic some, church uh, I, well i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna name names but like i also knew people whose moms were getting their asses kicked by their dads and the church being like hey, no divorce yep stay together for the kids the kids, it's really going to help with their development to see daddy beating the shit out of mommy every night. Exactly. Of course. Like, God forbid. <laughs> Pun not intended. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We all need help, y'all. Like, yeah. everybody just be a good person. And if you believe what you believe, fine. But don't use that as a as an excuse. Exactly. Uh, but that is all a little backstory on Ricky Casso and some of the players that we're going to be seeing in this crime. Now mm-hmm. we're getting into the crime. So. The conflict between Casso and Gary Lars um, had started sometime earlier in the school year when lawyers stole 10 bags of PCP from Casso's jacket after he passed out at a party. Damn. Mark Fisher, one of the uh, students that also went to school at uh, Cold Spring Harbor High School, said, quote, Ricky was totally dusted out and went unconscious for a while at a party. Gary stole the dust out of his jacket, 10 little yellow envelopes with the word sudden impact written on them. When Ricky confronted him with it, he gave him back five and went and worked and to paid him back for the rest. Mm-hmm. Gary was scared of him because every time they'd get together, Ricky would chew him out or beat the shit out of him. Uh, sidebar, Casso reportedly beat lawyers on four separate occasions. So that's oh. why I said, I don't know if they're really friends. Yeah, this gives <laughs> so me much as drug vibes. buddies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, Mark Fisher goes on to say, quote, he never let him live it down because Ricky had the money, but he didn't have the vengeance. End quote. Oh. Yes, that's a problem. Yeah, you don't want that. Because he took it more of a, a slight on himself that something was stolen from him more than like, okay, you gave me back X amount and you paid me for it. Like, yeah, it was more the principle of the thing mm. than anything else. So on the night of the murder, kids in Northport were celebrating the first few days of summer. Student Mike Menton said, quote, everybody was fucked up that night. It was one of the first nights of school. It was one of the first nights school ended, so everybody was out. It was a festive night. You could feel it. We got done with finals. People were tripping. People were stoned. Gary went to the park and came back and said, I saw cats, man. And I said, sure. He saw a cat in the park. And he said, no, man, there were cats all over the place, which the dream, right? The butthole cut finally makes its like appearance. Everybody has seen it except for me. Yes, Menton goes on to say, quote, he was flipping out. One of the last things he says to me, uh, well, I guess it's safe to come down here now. I'm all paid off. I'm in I'm in good. It's safe. Then he said goodbye. Well, with Casso. Oh, OK. Uh, then he said goodbye and said, quote, 
uh, I'm going to get some beers and get fucked up, end quote. Okay. So that How was old like, is he at this point? They are at the end of high school. They are like, like 17, 17, 18. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Casso visited the small gazebo in the Cow Harbor Park and borrowed a radio from a friend. Mm. They invited lawyers to get high with them. Uh, Triano, who I mentioned earlier, and another friend named Al Quinones. Okay. Um, in a later interview, Quinones remembers that night, um, and this is his quote from the um, the Rolling Stone article. Mm-hmm. He says, "Quote: Gary already paid him his money back. Everybody was his friend. I mean, Ricky and Gary were both talking a lot, shit like that. The thing that bugs me out, man, is that they were pushing me, especially Gary and Ricky, to take a hit of mescaline. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were tripping." It bugs me out. I didn't want to, but finally I said, what the hell? So I took a hit. Ricky treated us to donuts at Dunkin' Donuts. To me, Gary was being cool and shit. And then we went up to Azteca, which is a, like a wooded area up there. Okay. Uh, because they wanted to go to a good tripping area and they've got a little field out there where you can trip. See, Ricky was getting pissed off because he couldn't start a fire. So Gary takes off his socks, puts them in there. After Gary made a fire with his socks, um, he didn't want to make it bigger. And Ricky comes out with the remark, why don't you just burn your whole jacket? The guy's like, how about I just cut the sleeves off and use my sleeves? It was fucked, man. (sighs) He took off his jacket and gave it to Ricky and Gary just chopped off the sleeves. I guess he was going to make it into a vest. All of a sudden, Gary goes, I have funny vibes that you're going to kill me. Oh, And, and Ricky says, I'm not going to kill you. Are you crazy? And shit like that. I was tripping out, man. I was peeking. I was peeking out, tripping out, and they were just fighting, punching each other and shit. I didn't want anything. I didn't think anything was going to happen. I mean, I couldn't see Ricky's point, too, which is that he was friends with Gary and he just turns around and steals 10 bags of dust. Mm -hmm. So they were just rolling around on the ground and shit. And Gary got up to his feet after Jimmy had ran up to him and kicked him in the ribs and shit. And Gary had gotten up to his feet and Ricky had bitten him in the neck bit him oh. in the ear and then just stabbed him. Ah! Yeah. What in the Mike Tyson? That's so yeah, fucked not up. Great. Uh, it was oh a trip, God, man. I'll tease. tell you, man. Yes. Yeah. This is worse than euphoria. I'm not even kidding. Like, oh my God. Yeah. You don't fucking. You don't somebody. do that. But also he was on. They so took many drugs. Hit. He was on so many drugs. And like I said, that they thought that they were taking those purple micro dots that could have been low-grade LSD. It could have been mescaline. It could, like, who the fuck knows at that point? Like, you're just getting them off some fucking guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Quinones goes on to say, quote, it was a trip, man. I'll tell you, man, it was a trip. I mean, you sit there and stare out, and you look at the trees, and it looks like they're bending down and shit. I don't know. It was a trip. I thought it was a nightmare. I couldn't move, man. My whole body, all of a sudden, it just wouldn't move. It wouldn't function. It was like I was in shock. I was going crazy, man. I just stood there in my place, like all bugged out. After Ricky stabbed him, Gary took off and ran, and Ricky got him just like that. (gasps) Jimmy picked up the knife after Ricky had dropped it and gave it to Ricky, and Ricky made Gary get on his knees and and say, I love Satan. And then Ricky just started hacking him hacking away from him man he just kept stabbing him and shit and then gary is screaming ah i love my mother oh oh yeah i know oh Uh, my god it was really fucked man and they just grabbed him by the legs and dragged him into the woods ricky and jimmy dragged him into the woods they came running out of the woods and they just threw him threw leaves on him and shit they told me that they started stabbing gary in the face and shit i wasn't going to rat them out because what's like yeah 
Well, he says, I wasn't going to rat them out because what's like another body? Man, it's no big deal. True. I mean, you see them kill once. You don't think like they're not going to kill you. Yeah, that's fair. Like that's both. fair. That's fair. Yeah. But also like, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. So like, that this, is this the is old- who they thought fucking Eddie from Stranger Things was. Exactly. Like, and he just he just wanted to get with Chrissy, man. Like, that's so fucked up. Like. This, yeah. I don't like this. I don't like this one. This no. one's really well, got me upset. I will say that this is all the quote of somebody who was extremely high on drugs True. at the time. So true. I don't know if he was more involved than he is quoted as also saying. Also true. Very good point. But also I have been in an altered state at the point of like not being like fully you? functional. Yes, when we were in Joshua Tree, Girl, and I thought totally I was on the surface with you. Of the I know that's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I was there. Remember, I was the one driving. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. That's that's exactly what I needed in that moment. Um, but during subsequent testimony, he provided under immunity. Quinones later claimed that Triano did not assist Casso in the murder. Lawyers were stabbed somewhere between seventeen and thirty-six times. Mm-hmm. And this is bad. Yeah. Um, that takes his eyeballs a lot. were possibly no. sliced out during <gasps> the stabbing. Yeah. No. Well, no. he was. Most of the stabs were to his face. Oh my God. That's mostly bone. Yeah. That's, so that's mostly bone. Yeah. So maybe his, like, when he was being stabbed in the face, his eyes were. No, I don't want to hear yeah. that. I don't want to hear about that. Uh-uh. It's uh-uh. not good. Uh-uh. 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 So the oh date of God. the murder. That kid is so going to heaven if there is one. Oh, my God. Not not Ricky Casso. I no. mean, that poor kid. Like Yes, Gary Lars. Lord of, Lord of the Flies is like the worst book that I've ever read in that it was so, so good, but it was way too like visually. It was kid, yeah, kids it was causing kids, chaos. Spoiler yeah. alert, I guess. like Killing each other. Kids killing kids. Like, there's just something about that that always, that that really gets me. Kids, and we've talked about this, anything with kids, anything with animals, like, it's yeah. a no from me, dog. But, like, kids killing kids, especially, like, kid on kid crime, kid on animal crime. Yeah, that's terrifying. Is, like, really, really fucked. And this type of thing, this is, like, I can't, I can't even begin. It's so fucking horrific. I think it's this so... Awful. I think it's it's so much more like visceral when it's kids on kids yes. crime because it's like it's so animalistic and it's so not planned. It's yes. so like scattered and just and like, kids are supposed to be innocent. Yeah. And even teenage kids like there's still there still is that like touch of innocence. Yeah. In 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 like everything that they do like they think even when you think you're an adult like you you've still got so much to learn but it's just like. I don't know, man. It's it's kids on kids is really yeah. is really just that is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my I also, God. I, I misremembered earlier. Um, this is not during the early 90s. This is during the, the mid 80s. So yeah. the date of the murder was initially misreported to the by the police to the press as June 16th, 1984. In 2018, it was revealed that the murder actually took place three days later on June 19th. But this is 1984. So this yeah. is the time of this is the time of scary New York City. Yes. Scary New York City. Again, like you had mentioned before, satanic panic. Satanic panic. This is an easy time to get drugs, especially I was about in that area. To say, it's an easy time for drugs. Like, it's just, it's kind of a perfect storm. Like, people always are like, oh, what era would you live in if you couldn't live in this one? And every time I think to myself, I'm like, it's not the 80s. 
It is I not the 80s. the 80s, but not the 80s of like nostalgia pop culture, not the I 80s live, of reality where it was uh, like this. What is that movie Pleasantville where they get sucked into the TV and they live in the 50s? I would do that with the Wonder Years. And that's as far as I'll go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was alleged to be, quote, just like Gary uh, to run uh, off. So neither of his parents nor his friends notified the police. <gasps> yeah. Again, this was the beginning of the summer. Yeah, and latchkey kids were super yeah, huge. Like, yeah, these oh. are like teens. And, the, and like Ricky Castle was kicked out of his house, but like so were a couple of his friends. That's how they did it. That's how, that's yeah. really, that's how parenting like kind of was back then. Yeah, and kids but, would like disappear for the summer and like work or they would go to like music festivals or just like, it was lawless. Yeah, yeah, it was a lawless time. No, that's absolutely, that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, and actually so, a, oh. a classmate, uh, Brian Higgins said, quote, Gary had disappeared so often you wouldn't think about it, end but, quote. But like imagine being his parents and not realizing that that time was different and then when you yeah. find out, like thinking about that from their perspective, yeah. like that breaks my heart. That absolutely well, breaks my heart. His parents were calling around and asking. Several of Lawyer's friends received calls from his mother asking where he was, but no one had any answers. Caso was also starting to act weird, though. One classmate said, quote, just offhand, I said to Ricky, I know you don't even care, uh, but have you seen Gary? Because we oh talked to his God. mother and she hasn't seen him in a while. He was just like, no. Later that night when we hung out for a while, he started complaining he was getting flashbacks. He didn't feel good. He just said he was never going to trip again. He said, I just had a really bad trip, a really bad trip. He had poison ivy all over him and I gave him chamomile lotion. Uh, it freaked me out after I heard about things. I helped aid him and cure him of his poison ivy he had gotten burying a friend of mine. Oh my quote. God, can you imagine? Oh yes. my God. But like, like, I don't blame this kid because they're oh teenagers. No, he's and trying like, to be nice. But and like, like, how would oh. you even think that that is something that your yeah, you friend acquaintance did? Oh my god but in retrospect like you don't even know that's what i'm no, saying exactly. with the parents too like you don't even know. like oh yeah. god well it didn't take long for castle to eventually brag about the murder to his friends i'm not surprised especially like he was probably he could have been just like high and it came out like imagine the stuff that comes out when you're under the influence of anything exactly yeah so one of those friends rich barton said quote I think it was two days after I saw Ricky in the roundhouse. He was up that night. He was like, Rich, come here. I got to tell you something. I killed Gary. Oh I went, God. bullshit. Get out of here. He's like, come on. I'll show you the body. <gasps> I thought he was kidding. And then I saw him the next night. And he was like, all right. I'll go. And I was like, all right, I'll go up and see the body. Because I didn't think it was true. Yeah. And so we got up there. It smelled like shit. I'm like, Rick, Aww. what the hell did you kill? A fucking cat? And Aww. all of a sudden he's like, there it is. And there's a pile of leaves. And I'm like, holy shit, man. I see all the maggots on him, a thick pile of them on top of the leaves. I said, Rick, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'll meet you back downtown. Yeah. I just fucking booked out of there. End quote. So Caso claimed that this is in a, a later quote. Uh, Caso claimed that Satan manifested in the form of a black crow after killing lawyers and that Crow had called something that he interpreted as Satan's approval of the murder. Mm. Castle even brought several disbelieving friends, not just Barton, to view Lawyer's body before he and Triano returned to the woods to bury the decomposing remains in a shallow grave. However, it wasn't until two weeks went by on July 1st that the murder was reported to the police via an anonymous tip, probably one of the people that 
was invited to view the body. Right. On July 4th, 1984, police dogs were used to search the Azteca woods and recover the decomposing and mutilated body of Gary Lawyers. There was allegedly only enough flesh for a fingerprint and a pile of bones wearing a denim vest, running pants, white undershorts, and Nikes. Next to the grave was a black spot on the ground where the body had been laid 10 days before the burial. Quinones was picked up first. He said, quote, the detectives were beating the shit out of me. See, I don't trust them, man. I don't trust anyone. They picked me up at two and they were beating the shit out of me for like two and a half hours. They brought me to this room and they were questioning me and shit and they were beating the shit out of me. They didn't tell me that they were going for Ricky and Jim. I didn't know what to think. This My head so screwed up ever since that night and it's still screwed up, man. I don't blame him. That's yeah. so fucked up. Yeah, exactly. The, uh... The next day they said they were going to let me go because Jimmy was coming in. He looked like he had gotten away with it and shit. He's playing it cool. I told them everything. Maybe Jimmy was probably thinking I wasn't going to rat him out. End quote. <sighs> and I mean, I don't blame him for... I don't think that this... If it's in conjunction with a murder, that's not ratting somebody out. That's like telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Like Absolutely. Like, like what do you what is he gaining by like covering for these people exactly and like i'm sorry like this is a kid you're gonna you're gonna go full enchilada on a kid yeah during this like this is not like the like again kids are not masterminds most of the time most of the time yeah yeah they're not fucking masterminds like i just i don't understand it i don't but i don't also, see like, the logic of that sort of behavior from yeah a law enforcement official towards a well, teen suspect again we're looking at the time frame so this is yeah. like 1984 but um something that might sound a little confusing to some people is that several people saw the body and several people were told of the murder uh but it took oh like about two weeks for somebody to anonymously tip off the police well i did read in a couple different articles and a couple different comments from people um, who were around this area at this time, obviously, there was a very uh, big distrust of law enforcement, mm -hmm. especially amongst the kids that were like kind of like druggies, burnouts, um, that they wouldn't rat on other people like that. Yeah. So um, I'm going to guess it was either A, people were disbelieving um, and didn't think that it really happened. B, were trying to actively um, convince themselves that what they had seen, the dead body, trauma response. was, yeah, yeah, was not real. Yeah. Um, or C, believed it and didn't trust the, the cops for shit. Yes. I have D. Okay. Um, vitamin D. No. Um, but also, because I did, I, when, when you were talking earlier about how saying no kids said anything, basically, mm -hmm. um, the first thing that came to my mind also was snitches get stitches. And I just did a quick yeah. Google snitches get stitches actually like was what's the word not invented, but you know what I mean? Coined that phrase uh -huh. was coined in the eighties. Okay. It was especially popular in the eighties and it was coined by gangs in the eighties, basically about what exactly you just said about the mistrust of cops and yeah. it was it, but it was a threat and basically it was back then it was that the consequences would be that a gang member who snitched would then get a cut on their face that 
indicated to the other that they members told. that they yeah that they snitched yeah. um but the fact that that was popularized in the 80s too and if that's always going through your mind and like you know what i mean yeah if, if that's such a popular turn of phrase i i'm sure and kids don't want to be a snitch no kid wants they don't want to be, be a snitch, snitch but i also i also think a lot of the kids were like actively like that's not what that is they don't understand. Like, yeah, that's they, it, no. It's, what like Gary ran away? Like he ran away for the summer. Like it was the end, the, the very end of school that year. So like th- that's what happened. And quite frankly, like, convince yourself that that is true. Quite quite frankly, Casso was on drugs a lot of the time. So who's to yeah. say? And also they were. But what, what my kind of point is: who's to say that like he wasn't like he was saying like what's his name? Um. Gary was saying that there were like cats everywhere. So there were, yeah. I could see people being like, well, maybe that's not really what I saw. Or maybe that's not really what like, g- yeah. like, like what Ricky yeah. did or like, Just you know what I mean? Acti- yeah. Trying to actively convince themselves that nothing had happened. Well, and like you hear hoofbeat that you hear hoofbeats, you think horses, not zebras. And yeah. so why would you think that a teenager would kill another teenager in cold blood why would you think that it's two people you know why would you think that and, your friend is dead like yeah and Casso was allegedly friends with gary lawyer exactly so, like exactly yeah um but two days after um quinones was taken in Casso and triano were found sleeping in a car uh and were arrested on july 7th Casso took his own life by hanging himself in his jail cell with a bed sheet wow yes so um like i had said earlier that casso claimed that satan manifested in the form of a black crow and and all that stuff so he attributed this murder to satan but he i don't know if that was a lot of like hyperbolic just saying it to get like some clout with people or if he actually believed that right like he i mean he he wasn't alive long enough, honestly, to be questioned after the murder. So I don't know. I don't know if he actually believes what he was saying or if he if it was just a drug fueled act. I don't know. Or if it was just again, like the, those like psychedelics, especially they melt your brain. So like, yeah. who knows whether or not even if he but was it, sober, if yeah. that was if he was fully but the bottom line is that he did it and unfortunately we yes. will never know because he killed but I himself. I also don't I also don't know if it was one of those games of telephones like mm-hmm. Casso did Casso say to any official person that yeah. he attributed this murder to Satan or did he say it to friends or maybe friends yeah. inferred that I I'm thinking or of the media. like yeah, I'm thinking Just, of the Columbine version of this where they think that's that the what trench I was coat, thinking yeah, of. Oh, the trench no, no, coat no. mafia is like, oh, these are the kids that are X, Y, and Z. These are the kids that are like bullied and that's why they're doing it and stuff like, uh, no, oh. that is that's not why they're doing this. Like like I don't I don't I don't know if we have enough information from the person that actually did the crime to really make an assessment. I think this was um really attributed to satan because of the time that it happened in and just inferring things from uh casso's various interests in the satanic bible and a couple bands that he listened to like stuff like that i i don't i don't know for sure yeah 
or uh, in in the drug culture that he was in i don't know yeah well and it's it's to touch back on the columbine bit that you brought up too because something else that a parallel that i drew in that is also that he told gary to like worship satan basically say say you love satan but but like the the similarity there between the alleged um because that didn't happen but the allegation that they told that one girl heather i believe her name was well it was cassie bernal but it it was also said that it may have been rachel rachel uh, that was it i'm sorry it's been a minute but um but that they said to her believe in god yes So that parallel, too, really just kind of struck me because it's just, I don't know. It makes you wonder whether or not these things actually, like, it just, I don't know. I don't know. Because I would never question a victim, but... But the only witness was on drugs at the time. That's what I'm saying. And, And I would argue, I guess I should have clarified, like, I would argue that that kid was a victim. Like, he was traumatized. That is traumatic. And I'm, like... I like spoiler alert. I have been on drugs. I don't think I would be a viable witness in oh, that state. Respectfully, so, like, no. <laughs> don't ask me fucking questions about, especially something traumatic that's happening because it's literally like, this is not happening. This is like I'm making this up in my mind. Yeah, this is this is what's this happening is what in my head. The drugs are doing exactly. Like, that's not. I mean, it happens, you know. I but <sighs> this yeah. is just and. I don't know where to, where we should actually bring this up, but I guess we should bring it up here now. Also, like if you are younger than us and you are yeah. considering trying drugs and first of all, yes, of course, wait until you are old enough to do so. But regardless, like I hate to be that one that's like, if you're going to do it, do it in the house. But like if you do have it with questions that you trust, do it. Well, I was going to say, if you have questions, please DM us. And even yeah. if we don't know the answers, we can get you the answers. Start low, go slow. That whole thing. I don't know what get that it is. From, well, you take a low dose and you don't take more for a while so that you fucking understand. You don't take 40 milligrams of, of weed oh. at one one time and be like, yeah, this is fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just meant like, like 10 because that's big to me. That's like very. Well, yeah. If it's your first time doing it, start it two and a half or five yeah i was gonna say two and a half three but even like because i mean in theory like i i have i have gotten enhanced it is legal i waited until it was legal um i I did it in a safe space i know you didn't but i was a good girl no Uh, but that's the thing too trying these things does not make you a bad person no it does not make you any any less worthy of proper treatment by the police by your peers by your parents by any any authority figures um just by nobody because everybody is learning everybody is i mean for fuck's sake they are talking about legalizing magic mushrooms right now because it's being seen as very helpful for people with different um, with ptsd i've seen things about alzheimer's in Oregon, they they legalized like small amounts of heroin. I think it is. Wasn't oh it? shit! Really? Wasn't it in that? In, oh, I have when, no idea. When we when we got legalized in New Jersey and like a couple other states uh, that I don't remember because it didn't uh, impact me at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they said 
like it, small it, it was like small amounts of heroin or uh, and magic okay. mushrooms i googled were, yes in november 2020 this is according to cato.org yes. and in november 2020 oregon voters passed measure 110 which decriminalized the possession for personal use of small amounts of all drugs including cocaine heroin lsd methamphetamine and oxycodone so it's yeah. decriminalized and decriminalized, that's the thing yeah. too decriminalized versus and legalized is not the same thing yes it's it's not like so because because for example with weed some states it's decriminalized other states it's legal and yeah. there is a difference there and like, if it's decriminalized you can't legally buy it there yes and yeah. and it means that it it's still like it's still illegal but if you are caught carrying it yeah, that's what decriminalized be, is. Then and, you and won't be prosecuted. Yeah, and they say small amounts for personal use, meaning you're not a dealer. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Um, whereas legalized is like there's no legal prohibition within reason. Like obviously, like I don't remember what the age is in California, but like it's like it's no different than alcohol. How yeah, you have to be a certain street, age. I was walking down the street in uh, New York today, not in the city, in the New York State, mm. and um, there we we smelled a, a dankness in the air. I keep and, I I think you coined this for me, which I stole, but now I I had Michael's parents laughing, um, because we all were on the phone talking a few weeks ago, and I and so somebody like again in our neighborhood in our general area like lit up a joint, but we had the windows open, mm-hmm. and so I just oh it smells loud in here. Yeah, it smells loud. <laughs> so they were like, wait, what? Yeah, but yeah, um. But I think I think also just if if you don't want to do drugs, that's cool too. Yeah, no um, one should if, pressure you to do it. If no one should pressure you to do it, um, and you can always change your mind. I have friends who used to take drugs, who used to drink, vice versa, who no longer do. I used to never take drugs, and yeah. then my 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 pain got really bad physical pain got really bad and i was told that okay maybe this will help you yeah by medical professionals also um my fellow scorpios out there if you got addictive personalities maybe don't even try i wouldn't even don't even put yourself in that situation well and that's the thing too because that's why i still don't drink because i have well i i don't know michael says i have an addictive personality when it comes to like trivia and things like that like games and like winning and things like that yeah things Um, that are not unhealthy i mean i don't know that it's necessarily healthy because as you know i was working like 10 hour days at one point because i was just like gotta gotta keep working gotta keep going but it my my point is but that's why i don't drink and that's and I know other people, though, who simply just choose not to or they don't like the taste of it. They don't want to. What have you. But Both I think that's also, okay. I think that's also a point of like. Of growth of like when you're younger, when you're a teenager, maybe you don't know yourself well enough mm-hmm. to know that, OK, this is not something that I physically, emotionally, spiritually, personally can do. Right. And as you grow, you're like, you you know yourself more and you're like, okay, this is within the realm of possibility for me as a person to be able to do this. Right. I think as a teenager, you're throwing shit at the wall and seeing if it sticks as yes. part of your personality, as part of your Growth. mental health, as part of, yeah, as everything. You're growing That's up. That's why you shouldn't do stuff like this as a teenager, because we've said it before and we'll say it again. Yeah. Your brain is like jello. It hasn't finished solidifying yet. Mm-mm. So if you take it out of the fridge before it's done, guess what? You're not going to have a good time. And and you may not end up like Ricky Casso. No. 
that's a that's a worst case scenario and it's a like that's a, that g- it gives me it, tell you, i was gonna say it gives yeah. me nancy reagan vibes it gives yeah. me nancy reagan vibes where it's just like you have you you try a drug just once and you're gonna die yeah be 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 smart it's I, ask for recommendations from people that you trust like, know what you're getting into yeah um and and really and and also also i feel like this is fair and important to mention here i think we've mentioned it before if you take a drug if you if someone you know has taken a drug or if you've been drinking or if someone you know has been drinking what have you whether or not you're supposed to be if an ambulance or if paramedics or what have you if there is a medical professional who is called to the scene because somebody is having a bad reaction or what you tell them exactly what happened and they can't they are not cops they aren't going to go to the cops their job is to help you to protect you to save you if that's needed so lying you is are only okay going to lying be could, dangerous. lying could be very dangerous but also telling the truth nothing is going to happen to you yeah they are not you, they you make are, sure they don't have the power to do that and you make sure everyone is healthy and living before you worry about any consequences. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I, I'm sorry we're on our soapbox. I'll get back to the episode. <laughs> so I, Here I am thinking that the episode's over. <laughs> no, uh, we have to get into the fucking pop culture, which is literally like nine pages in itself. What? So, yeah, I know. So Jim, Jimmy Triano signed two confessions that he later recanted. Quinones gave a witness account, which I have said multiple quotes from here that Triano helped Castle during the murder, but he later denied this during his testimony in Triano's trial due to Quinones drug state at the time of the killing. His testimony was brought into question and Triano was acquitted of second degree murder in a trial by jury in April of 1985. Mm-hmm. And like I said, uh, Castle took his own life. So um, he, we don't know. We, there was no trial for that. So that was that. That is the case itself. And this is where the rabbit hole just like plummeted because mm-hmm. there is so much pop culture <laughs> to this case yeah. that it is insane. There are several books. One is called uh, Say You Love Satan. It's by David St. Clair. Um, it was published October 1st, 1987. So relatively quickly after this crime happened. It has a 3.7 out of 5 on Goodreads, a 4.5 out of 5 on Amazon and 90% uh, positive rating on Google well. and the book is a heavily fictionalized retelling of the events um, it is no longer in print for this book St. Clair plagiarized several portions of Kids in the Dark which mm. is an article by David Breskin for the Rolling Stone which I have quoted and Breskin considered legal action because of this mm. Literary critic and journalist Phil Jenkins of the Ottawa Citizen called it trash, lowbrow and junk in his review um, it's sensationalized yeah. for the point of selling books. So obviously there's that. Um, there is a, another book called The Acid King by Jesse P. Pollock. Uh, it was published October 16th, 2018. It has a 4.1 out of 5 on Goodreads and a 4.5 out of 5 on Amazon. And it is a nonfiction account of Castle's life and the murder of lawyers um, containing interviews with friends, family, and investigators who worked on the case. And mm-hmm. I think that's, if you're going to read one of the two, probably choose that one it's mm-hmm. i think it's harder to get say you love satan obviously because it's not in print anymore um but it's also just a take that take that one with a grain of salt yeah um there's a couple documentaries and uh 
docu-specials. Uh, there's the 2020 episode, The Devil Worshippers, which came out May 16th, 1985. It is a 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb, and it investigates Satanism and focuses on allegations that were that there were satanic cults committing crimes and murders in the United States, and uh, Ricky Casso's case was featured in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there is Devil Worship, Exposing Satan's Underground, which came out October 22nd, 1988. It has a 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb, and it's Geraldo Rivera. Mm-hmm. Um, he investigates allegations of widespread satanic underground in the United States and talks to investigators and looks at occult crimes and ritual murders that have been committed in the United States and also speaks to self-identified Satanists who deny Satanism is a dangerous religion. Again, it's one of those like kind of sensationalized is came out in the late 80s. So it mm-hmm. is very much like Satan is in your school. Satan is in your town. Beware. Yeah. Yep. So just chill. Um, there is Satan in the Suburbs that came out in 2000. It has a 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb and it features unreleased footage from a movie that we're going to be talking about called Ricky Six. There is Killer Kids, Occult Killers. It's season one, episode one of the show Killer Kids. It came out May 16th, 2011. It has a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. And it was um, the Killer Kids series was made for the Biography Channel. And Castle's case is one of three explored in the episode. Another being the murder of Elise Paler, who we talked about in episode 194. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also The Acid King. I would recommend this one. You could watch it for free on Vudu, and I think maybe Tubi. I'm not exactly sure. I think I watched it on Vudu. Um, but it has a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, and it was written and directed by Jesse P. Pollock, who wrote the book The Acid King, and mm-hmm. Dan Jones, and it was released briefly on Amazon Video in October 2019, re-edited and then re-released in October 2021. And again, you can watch this one for free. It's very well done. Highly recommend it. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, there are a couple of movies. There is Where Evil Dwells, which is a short from 1985. It has a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. And the script took three nights to complete. It was originally shot on a Canon 8mm camera. We stand. Uh, which uh, the director borrowed from somebody. <laughs> oh. Yes. Honestly, the orig- you go. Hustle, man. Go off. The original footage was destroyed in a fire, and the only footage that survives is a 28-minute preview that was put together for the Downtown New York Film Festival in 1985. That's why it's a short and not a full movie, because they lost a lot of the footage. Wow. Um, Jim Thurwell, at the time, uh, a leader for the band Wise Blood and known as the leader of the thrash metal band Fotis. Mm-hmm. Uh, offered up his song about Ricky Casso to be used in the film under the stipulation that the song's title would also be the title of the film, and that's why it's called Where Evil Dwells. Mm-hmm. There's another short from 1994 called My Sweet Satan. It has a 58% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, and the description is Ricky Caslin hangs himself in prison. Flashbacks and discussions with friends trace his degeneracy into drugs and Satan worship that culminates in the crime that put him behind bars. Um, IMDb said this is a 19-minute-long short, but Rotten Tomatoes says it's 54 minutes long. Huh. So. I have no I have no more information than that. I couldn't find a place where you could actually view it. It's called My Sweet Satan. Couldn't find any more information. Okay. Um, there is another movie called The Black Circle Boys, which came out in 
Mm-hmm. The audience score from Rotten Tomatoes is 61% with a Google score of 76% and a 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb. And in the cast is Scott Barstow, who was in Tuck Everlasting, oh, Party yeah. of Five, and Killing of Mr. Griffin, which is based on a book that I really liked in junior-ish high school that I think we've talked about. Probably. Um, Eric Mabus, who is also in Party of Five, Ugly Betty, and a string of movies called Signed, Sealed, and Delivered. Mabius. I'm obsessed with Mabius. that. Mabius. Sorry. Yes. He's a, he's a, um, he's a Connecticut, uh, ah, uh, okay. Connecticut success story thing. Uh, Scott Bairstow, less so. He's not a Connecticut success story. But we he was do, in Tuck Everlasting. We do not claim him. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. He, he's a bad news bear. He, is uh, he? Yes. He's a, he's a, he's a bad news bear. <gasps> I'm sorry, I didn't um, know like that. Like 12-year-old girls, bad news bear. Oh! Yes. No, I don't like that. Yes. Um, yes, yes, But yes, also yes. in this movie, who's hopefully not a bad man, is... <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> Chad Lindbergh, who is in October Sky. He was in Fast and the Furious. Oh, I love And the typical Sky. NCIS Law and Order. Uh, he was also in X-Files and Weeds. Mm-hmm. D. Wallace, who has an insane career with a million different horror credits, including 1977's The Hills Have Eyes, The Howling, E.T., Cujo's, Critters, The Frighteners, the 2007 version of Halloween, and Three from Hell. Again, like way too many credits to name, but in all of those. And I'm queen. Yeah. Um, Donnie Wahlberg is also in this. This is his second movie role. Okay. And Lisa Loeb, the singer. <gasps> the, you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's in oh. this as well. So the description is, quote, All-American Kyle is the newest initiate in the Black Circle Boys, an underworld society of gothic groupies whose primary interests are creating mayhem and studying the occult. By the time he realizes he's in over his ho- over his head, it may be too late! Exclamation <gasps> point. Gasp. Um, you can watch it on Tubi and the Roku channel for free, and um, it's said to kind of like reference or like be based on the story of Ricky Casso and kind of the um uh black the knights society that he was mm-hmm. allegedly in. Um the other film that I referenced a little bit earlier is called Ricky Six. Came out in two thousand. It's Ricky Six like the number six. Yep. Uh but it's also known as Ricky Six written out s-i-x okay uh, ricky 666 mm. and also say you love satan it has an audience score of 62 percent, a google score of 91 percent. wow and a 6.1 out of 10 on imdb i'm gonna say the google score is kind of inflated because um you can't really find this movie a lot of places so i think a lot of people who have seen it are like rating it higher because they were actually able to find this movie mm-hmm. is my guess yes uh, but in the cast is Rin- Vincent Carthizer, who's in Mad Men, My Friend Dahmer, and The Indian in the Cupboard. Do you remember that movie? I do remember that problematic <laughs> ass movie. Yes. Yes. I never I saw, saw that. it because I wasn't interested in it. But well, it was Future a, Me is a, like. I think it was a book that you read yes, in like there elementary was a book, school, right? There yeah, was yeah. a book. There was a book. Um, also in the movie is uh, Emanuela Shirky. Shiriki? Creechy. 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 Is she it? was like, a, yeah, she was like an early 2000s darling. I hate that she I was, know this. She was an entourage. Emmanuel Creechy. Um, wrong turn and don't mess with the Zohan. She was in Don't Mess with the Zohan. I she was Dave, the love interest of the Zohan. I think Dave Matthews was in Don't Mess with the Zohan. I believe he was. No, yes. I'm not even kidding. I think he was. <laughs> we always tie it back. We yes. always tie it back. Dave Matthews, please contact us. Love this. Uh, and also Patrick Renna, who was in The Sandlot. Yes. 
Love it. And he's like currently huge on TikTok. Oh, really? Yes. That's interesting. Uh, but Ricky Six was the winner of the audience prize at the Fantasia Film Festival. It has never been officially released. However, bootleg VHS and DVD copies of the film have been sold on various, uh, it says on the, the IMDb credits, various internet sites. Oh, that's not worrisome. You want to go to an internet site yep. for that. Um, Dirk Webb. There's also another movie called Under Surveillance, or also known as Dark Chamber, that came out in 2006. Um, and the film was inspired by Gary Lawyer's murder and was shot on location in Northport. And the exterior of one of the houses was just a block away from the actual crime scene. Oh, shit. And um, the cult in the film is called the black circle and it's in reference to the case as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not directly based on the case. It has like some inspiration behind it, but the real surprising thing, there's more. Yes. There's more surprise. Um, there's more surprising thing. The amount of music that mm. was inspired by this case is insane. I believe that. So there's a, a song. I'm going to blow through a couple of these. There's a song called um, Sudden Impact that came out in 1985 by Big Audio Dynamite. There is Satan is Boring from 1985 by Sonic Youth. And guitarist and vocalist Thurston Moore said in a 1985 interview with Melody Maker, quote, there were these kids in Long Island doing satanic rituals under the influence of these trash American drugs. They actually sacrificed and killed a bunch of their friends, which is untrue. Mm. Actually, eventually they were caught. You see these kids on the six o'clock news and some of them look like your kid brother being led into the police station in a suburban town wearing Aussie T-shirts smiling, end quote. Um, there is a song called I think it's Zero Dash Zero, but also known as Where Evil Dwells from mm -hmm. 1987 by Wiseblood uh, and later covered by Fear Factory on their uh, 1998 album. Uh, and in the chorus, they reference Castle saying, Castle Killer, Long Live the New Flesh. Uh, there is a song called Bad Party from 1988 by Dead, the Dead Milkman, which is a great band name. Mm -hmm. uh, in the song, it says, when we get there, we'll say we love Satan. Ricky always thinks that that's funny. Mm. There is Cry and Shame from 1989 by uh, Faster Pussycat. There's The Usurper from 1993 by Betrayal. There's Psychedelic Sacrifice from 1993 by Electric Hellfire Club, which is another band name that's fantastic. Um, there is a band, a full band called Acid King, which is a stoner metal band from San Francisco, whose name was obviously inspired by Casso. And their first self-titled EP actually features a photo of Casso on the cover. Mm -hmm. There's a song called True Believer from 1999 by Testament. Uh, Catacomb Kids from 2007 by ASAP Rock. Um, from Listening to ASAP Lightning. ASAP Rock or ASAP Rocky? ASAP Rock. A-E-S-O-P -A Rock. Oh, okay. Different. Different. Because I was like, yes. wait. There's multiple? Wait. Yes. Uh, I'm out of touch. From Listening to Lightning from 2009 by Weedus. Severed mm -hmm. Heads of State from 2012 by Ill Bill. Weedus did Teenage Dirtbag. Well, that's what I'm going to get no. into. There's a couple more. There's a couple more, but I'm going to skip over those. You can go to the IMDb if you want to look at all of them because there is a long list. But the 2000 song Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus was inspired by Ricky Casso. No, so guitar I and vocalist I know right guitar and vocalist Brendan B. Brown said in a 2012 interview with Tone Deaf quote it came from the summer of 1984 on Long Island when I was 10 years old 
That summer in the woods behind my house, there was a satanic drug-induced ritual teen homicide that went down. And the kid that did it was called Ricky Casso, and he was arrested wearing an ACDC t-shirt. That made all the papers and the television, obviously. And here I was, 10 years old, walking around with a case full of ACDC and Iron Maiden and Metallica. And all the paper, all the parents and teachers and the cops thought I was some kind of Satan worshiper. Some so kind that's of the back- teenage dirtbag. Yes. So that's the backdrop for the song. Sorry. So if you listen to the song, now you're going to think of Ricky Casso. Yeah, and I'm real bummed about that because it was a great song. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a couple more, like I said, but there's a song um, as as recent as 2018, a song called Acid King by uh, wow. Malibu Ken, which is um, a collab a project between ASAP Rock and Tobacco. And mm-hmm. it's about, the whole song is about Casso and the crime itself. So people are still making yeah. media making pop culture shit about Clearly. this guy um so that is the case of ricky casso damn it's pretty crazy that's that's wild i can't believe i haven't heard about this i can't right? believe that he ruined teenage dirtbag for me i'm sorry it, not you not your fault it's all still good it's song. all his fault it is still a good song her name is it Noelle. crazy to think isn't it crazy to think uh, like there's i mean we've talked about a lot of songs that like are based on crimes and killers and stuff and the amount of like dare i say fun media that comes out of like such terrible crimes yeah it's wild it's really unexpected think of all like the artists that were influenced by like the horrors that were happening at like vietnam yeah or i or like the manson family and just that that's another time that i don't think you could pay me very much to live in but like yeah it's just it's it it blows your mind it i don't know i don't know and it's it's something that i guess we all kind of have to contend with because where is the line drawn yeah um because even if you didn't know that that teenage dirtbag was inspired by this real this real crime like if you're one of the people that i mean obviously if you're listening to this podcast you're not one of the people that doesn't want to consume media based on crime horrible events yeah uh but there are some people that like are fully against like true crime podcasts true crime tv shows documentaries blah 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 because they think it's exploiting the crime itself well um, i think sometimes depending it is yeah i mean it depends on the intention of the creators and at the time the respect that's given to not just the victims but their families and like i was just talking to somebody about this the other day like i'm not a huge fan of Quentin Tarantino as like, you know, a, a general person, but the way that he went about getting a hold of Sharon Tate's sister and letting her read the script, letting her review like what what the movie what was is going to yeah, yes, to have and, in there and, and letting her not. giving her final approval of this is respectful, this is not, is I have the utmost respect for that because even she has gone on to say that not everybody has done that. Look at The Haunting yeah. of Sharon Tate, that movie with yeah. Hilary Duff. That was not done with her sister's approval. Like, it's just, there's a lot. And like, we've talked about, you and I have talked about privately, but we've also kind of talked about publicly, like with the Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix and how Ryan Murphy said, well, I reached out or how we were talking about, um, what was it? Eddie Vedder reached out. Yeah, I decided, like, not, to, I decided not to reach out because I thought it would be too exploitative and i'm like uh well maybe don't do it in the first place or i believe it was ryan murphy who said i reached out and they never responded that's a response yeah like it's just 
I think maybe that, maybe do choose a different project. Then yes, that there point. are there are different there. There's a I think right now we are in kind of lawless times in terms of this media and it's it's yeah. uh, creation. It's it's um, execution. But yeah, you know, I mean, I will say as far as we are concerned, we always try to um, be as respectful as we can possibly mm-hmm. be to uh, the victim survivors and their families. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've gotten messages from families of victims yeah. that have uh, told us as much. So not, um, and that's not to toot our own horns, but it's also, it's no, just like, we're going okay, to we know to do that. that it's, it's, we know that it's going to, that that's always, the, okay. Well, always, like we're on, yeah. we're on an okay path. Like and always treat it we're as doing if it, it, somebody that is associated with the crime is going to be listening well and doing it also as how would you how would we feel as members of this family friends uh like uh, on both sides yeah so just yeah yeah it's terrible and uh as a result of that we decided we are going to add another little segment at the end of each episode Mm -hmm. because true crime can be (laughs) a bummer and the world is <laughs> and the world depressing. is a yes. So we're going to end our episodes now with a little thing called a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. So it has nothing to do with true crime. It's just something fun that is um, accessible to you to um, we don't want you to send you off to sleep with something that is a bummer like this. Um, we're going to give you something that is something you can actually enjoy. And for my palate cleanser uh, this week, I want to send you home with a YouTube channel called anti-chef mm-hmm. um he's very very fun and again none of these are going to be sponsored by the way yes uh we're not affiliated with these in, in any way these are just something that we are interested in so uh anti-chef on youtube he has a series right now called jamie and julia and he is going through the whole uh julia child's um the art of french cooking cookbook mm-hmm. and cooking everything that's in it and he's not like a professional chef or anything like that. He just is interested in cooking and decided to try this out. And he's very, very fun. And I love this series. And even if you're not interested in cooking, this is like very inspirational. Yeah, and I'm into I it. Highly rec- I highly recommend it. It's very, very fun. So check that out. Anti-Chef on YouTube. And that is your palate cleanser for the week. There, there we go. Very nice. There we go. Uh, and if you need another palate cleanser... Why don't you join our Discord? Yeah! You can shoot us a message, a DM, on any of our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you shoot us a DM on any of those, we will send you the secret private coveted link to our Discord. Um, It is a messaging app where there's different channels for different topics. We're talking about crime stories. So like you can mute that if it's too much for you. We're also talking. We we show pictures of our cats, of our animals. So many cats, so many animals. Talking about non-crime things. We have like book recommendations on there. We Mm -hmm. have a bunch of fun stuff. Great discourse on the Harry and Meghan doc on Netflix with Monica the other day, which I it's on my list now. Um, yeah, so message us on any of our social medias. We will send you that link. Um, and you can join our Discord. You could also join our Patreon for as mm-hmm. little as a dollar, as much as whatever you want. And that helps us um, finance this with podcast. Everything. Yeah, it is free for you to listen to this. It is not free for us to make. So, um, though we enjoy it. 
No, of course we do. Yes. We wouldn't be doing it for almost five years now. Oh, girl, we're so old. I know. So do that. And that's Patreon, Discord. Speaking of Patreon, shout out to our patron, Kim, who gave us a quick little correction section point. Last week, I said Derbyshire. It is Derbyshire. I did a fuck up. But nothing but respect for the folks in the Shire. So love it thanks for that love and and yeah and thank you for correcting because again like we we are doing this part-time for free and so sometimes we don't get things a hundred percent i'm researching episode an episode that happened in austria if anybody wants to shoot me a guess of what that's going to be about but Mm. there are some names that i am uncomfortable with (laughs) trying to pronounce (laughs) pronounce uh on the fly so that's going to be a fun time. That's um, I I don't I I'm not envious of you. Yeah. But I know that you'll do great cuz I me. love you. Um but that's all for this week. Yeah. And we're going to see you next Tuesday. <gasps> Bye. Bye. Bye.